There you are, in the middle of a friendly conversation when BAM! The R word comes out. Religion. You start to feel itchy and weird. You know your other friend isn't a Christian, but why here and why now? It's as if the world is slowly closing in around you. What if they judge me? What if I don't know what to say? Finally, with all the courage you can muster, you close your eyes and whimper, Well, I'm a Christian. Your friend looks at you in shock and says, Oh, okay, cool. You do you. What? What is going on guys? Welcome back to Bible In Depth and this week we are going to be hitting a big topic. Let me ask you a question real quick. When was the last time you talked about your faith with an unbeliever? And I'm not talking about a polite exchange of small talk. I'm talking about straight up evangelism. I've never been one for small talk, so we're just going to cut straight to the chase here. Christian confidence to share the gospel is at an all-time low. A favorite quote of mine is, evangelism is just one beggar telling another where to find bread. If we are all beggars in need of complete and total salvation, why on earth would we keep all the bread to ourselves? I think we all can agree there's no shortage of it, and it can be given at the drop of a hat. So what's holding us back here? Well, have I got the answer for you. Matter of fact, this answer is 100% correct in all circumstances. What is this grand answer we've all been so desperately seeking? Well, you forgot one thing. God is in control, not you. Wow, bro, seriously, that's the big secret? All right, tough guy, let's break it down in terms you can understand. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Let's take a moment to think about that. God never intended for evangelism to be a one-man job. God is saying, go, I am right behind you the entire time. God isn't some distant observer judging how you talk about him. He's like your coach jumping up and down saying, go, go, you got this. I believe in you. And this is where trust comes in. Do you truly believe the God of the universe would place this person in your company if he did not believe you could do this? I'm sure they had 20, 30, 40, 100 other interactions that day with people, but he chose you, you to be the one to share the good news with them. 1 Peter 3.15 But in your hearts, revere Christ the Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. When I used to look at this verse, I thought it was all about studying and preparation and presentation of the gospel when that has very little to do with it. You see, the beautiful thing about all of us is that we all have our own unique story that is unique to us and us alone. Through this story, we gain experience and perspective on everything we've ever seen in this life. 
When God finally decides to move somebody into your life, it isn't because you were the only spare believer around, it's because there's something in your story that they need to hear. God chose you to be his disciple because you have the credentials to help this person in their situation. There's just one problem. You get scared. You get scared that they're going to judge you, that they're going to look at you differently, so you decide to hold back. In your heart, you feel this guilt because God's like, why? Why can't you just trust me on this one? I did all of this planning so you, you could be the light in their life. I believe in you even if you don't believe in you. And this is where we get to the question I'm asking this week. What are the consequences when we choose not to live boldly in Christ? What opportunities have we given up because we got scared and we froze when God passed the ball to us? Many of us get so scared. So scared we're going to mess up and say the wrong thing. Our trust in God fades away. It is just like the story of Peter walking out on water to meet Jesus. As long as he has his gaze fixed on Jesus, he can stay afloat. But as soon as he begins to divert his gaze, he begins to sink. This is what it all comes back to. Faith and trust. God simply desires for us to have the courage to speak up and the Holy Spirit will do the rest of the work. John 14:26. But the Helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. That's the most beautiful thing about it all. God calls us to tell why we believe. No one can argue or deny why you believe something. It is simply your story. As we close out today, I really want all of you to think about this question. What are the consequences when we do not stand boldly for Christ? What opportunities are we throwing down the drain? There will be a part two to this next week, and I'm going to be a lot more blunt. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything we as the church need to fix. I don't say these things to make anybody feel bad or guilty. I say it to sympathize, saying, I understand this is hard. But it's what the Bible says we're called to do. So let's get it done. Thanks for tuning in.